you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On a network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. coming up who hasn't drafted already okay well you guys make sure you listen up because you haven't drafted already we've got the nfl fantasy live podcast here uh they're gonna be spitting some knowledge for you and uh we'll let you guys take it away good luck break a leg literally break a leg what is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. What's up? The Fantasy Viper, Graham Barfield, and we are live here at the Yard House in Marina Del Rey. Thank you all for coming out tonight to listen to us jabber for a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is our first one. We've never done a live show before, so this is a uh, yeah, breaking ground Yeah, it's a long here. time coming, man. Long time coming. We're breaking ground here, so it's a, a whole lot of fun. We got plenty to talk about tonight. 
uh, there was a little bit of news that happened in the a AFC South. Don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, we'll talk about that as well. But the big thing is that tonight, it's a live show. It's the first time that we get to actually kind of talk to you face to face. Uh, and you guys get to talk back at us a little bit. Normally, it's just kind of a one-sided conversation. So uh, hopefully, it's interactive. Hopefully, it's a lot of fun. Hopefully, you guys enjoy it. Hopefully, you guys learn something. Uh, but it should be a whole lot of good time. So we're glad you're here. We're glad you could be a part of it. And for those of you out there listening, hopefully, we can do another one at some point uh, to allow more folks to come on in and enjoy this. But uh, before we get too deep into this, go all the way down to my right and talk to our faithful producer, Senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, what's up? I, uh, I, was, I was just telling Graham I had my big fantasy draft yesterday. I'm very relieved that's over with. But I did the really noble thing of not tweeting out my roster or Good my draft you. board and making everyone that follows me figure out which team I am, ask why this guy was a keeper, <laughs> why was he taken so late in this round. So I kept it to myself, but I'm happy. Oh, very good. Yeah, because that really... No one cares about your fantasy no team. No one cares. Everyone cares about their fantasy team, but no one cares about your exactly. fantasy team. So, uh, by the way, I, on my Twitter feed this morning, I, I saw that on December 21st, Eddie Murphy is, is hosting SNL, and I got all excited, was going to text you about it. Then I heard, was told that it's like a different Eddie Murphy, some other guy named Eddie Murphy. I, I still think it would be a great bit if they just sent me out, and I did the opening monologue, and they were just like, the people in the live audience were like, oh, it really is that one. It's not the one, not the one that just got seventy million from Netflix to come out of hiding. But oh well. Oh man, that would have been a lot of fun. So anyway, we got plenty to go to do today. Uh, again, glad you're here. Hopefully, you guys are involved in participating. It'll be a lot of fun. In the meantime, let's do some news. Let's do the news. All right. So on Saturday, uh, I was I had the good fortune to be at a cookout, and it was filled with NFL football media media types, including several people uh, that are here tonight that work in our, our offices and our coworkers. And at some point during the cookout, this piece of news sort of wafts through the party, kind of like a fart in an elevator, right? And like everybody kind of catches wind of it. And the whole party stops and everybody pulls out their phone because Andrew Luck retired. Which, uh, you know, if, if you haven't heard the story, obviously at this point, uh, years of rehab have taken their toll on him. He's decided that he wants to step away from the game. Uh, good luck, Godspeed to him. Which, by the way, folks, anybody listening or here from Indianapolis, uh, you guys aren't going to live down the booing of Andrew Luck anytime soon. Philadelphia booed Santa Claus during the Truman administration, and they still hear about that. So, Indy, you guys are going to live with that for a while. But fantasy-wise, guys, Andrew Luck no longer here. A guy who was an elite fantasy quarterback, he's gone. Jacoby Brissett takes over now as the starting quarterback. Fabs, he is, uh, I'm sure he's flying off the board. How are you feeling about Jacoby Brissett? Well, first off, Andrew Luck is actually here. Back there. He's got free time, so, so he's for here. anyone who drafted Andrew Luck before he retired, go and swear at that guy. <laughs> All right? Hey, Andrew Luck was one of the best quarterbacks in fantasy last season. Jacoby Brissett is a step down. 2017, he was the QB 20 when Andrew Luck was out with the shoulder injury. I have him ranked 28th right now, quarterback. It's not good. And him being the quarterback now basically devalues every other offensive skill position player. Although Marlon Mack... I feel like he could still be a pretty good RB2 because 
you're looking back at 2017, Brissett was the guy. Frank Gore, who's you know 100 years old, was the RB19. Frank Gore will never die. Don't put that on Frank. Good Gore. offensive line. <laughs> Better offense under Frank Reich. So I still think Marlon Mack could be a serviceable RB2 flex type. But when you think about T.Y. Hilton, that's the one that really hurt for yeah, me. T.Y. Hilton has, like, noticeably large splits when Andrew Luck is not in the lineup, right? I mean, he's like a borderline receiver one when Luck is in the lineup. And when he's been out of the lineup for the last couple of years, he's, his receiver numbers have basically dropped down to, like, outside of the top 24. I'm still buying, though. Because Frank still Reich is... still on T.Y. Oh, as, yeah. as a okay. three, though... I yeah, don't want I, him as a two. I had T.Y. So like, in 2017, and it so drove me want, nuts. You don't even want T.Y. Hilton as a wide receiver two right now? T.Y. Hilton is a wide receiver three right now. I, wow. I, I kept three. him in my top 20 for a couple reasons. And wow. First and foremost, Frank Reich is a significantly better coach than Chuck Pagano in 2017. Uh, the Colts offensive line you mentioned is significantly better. And Jacoby Brissett is in his now his second year starting technically with a significantly better See, coach. See, my, my problem is that you talked about the splits. He is... So much worse when Andrew Luck's not the quarterback. They also added Devin Funches. They also drafted Paris Campbell. They've got Jack Doyle back. There's a lot of miles to feed, and defenses are going to know they're going to stop T.Y. Hilton. If you can't get him deep on a regular basis, and Andrew Luck is a much more accurate deep ball thrower than Jacoby Brissett, right. T.Y. is going to be ridiculously inconsistent, and you're going to want to trade him halfway through the season if you think he's going to be a wide receiver too. One of the big differences, though, I would say, just to play devil's advocate here, is... You like to do that. I do. This is what I do. This is my job. Um, the difference between the last time Jacoby Brissett was the starter versus now is the offensive line there. I mean, that was the thing. I mean, that's part of the reason Andrew Luck is no longer playing NFL football. The Brissett, offensive Brissett line was running for his life, man. He was running for his he life. He had one of the highest sack rates around. He had kind of a high interception, a fairly low interception rate, actually, but... Um, now they've got guys who can protect him, who can keep him upright. So maybe that, that changes things a little bit. The one guy you guys didn't mention that I'm kind of curious to get your thoughts on, what does this mean for Eric Ebron? Because we already expected regression for touchdowns. Now Eric Ebron's got Jacoby Brissett. In a, in a year where tight end ostensibly is deeper than it has been before, how are you feeling about it? Yeah, regression was coming even if Andrew Luck was with the Colts. And now that it's Brissett, keep in mind, two years ago, Jack Doyle was the tight end five. So Brissett and Doyle got a little something-something going on there with their rapport. And also, he was in the top five in terms of points per game. He was targeted over 100 times by Jacoby Brissett that season. So Ebron, and also keep this in mind, when Doyle and Ebron were on the field together last year and it wasn't that much, Ebron's targets were cut in half in those games. So Ebron's a tight end, too. Doyle's a tight end, too. I wouldn't be surprised if Doyle were better than Ebron this season. I, I'm right. actually in on that, too. I, I, I wasn't dra I've drafted Eric Ebron exactly 0, 0.0 times. Dude, I, have, <laughs> I have zero Colt shares right now. None. Well, I haven't been interested at all, but I'm kind of with you on Jack Doyle. It's, it's definitely not a sexy pick by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, PFF Scott Barrett had a great stat he put out on Twitter today, actually. Uh, Brissett has targeted his tight ends on 28% of his throws in the NFL. That is above, well above the league average at 20%. I, That's another reason why I'm worried about T.Y. Right. The problem is Zebron and Doyle are just going to eat into each other. Okay, so we're going to – I know everybody's going to kind of figure out what happens with these Colts, right? And I know a lot of drafts are still coming, and people are kind of trying to figure out what to do there. This isn't necessarily extremely fantasy relevant, but it's a thing we've talked about on the podcast before in, you know, trying to figure out our fantasy ring of honor, right? Like guys who make it into the fantasy ring of honor. Andrew Luck suddenly is an interesting test case, right? Because 
we, we all saw the potential. We all saw what he could be, and he flashed that at times. I mean, he had the big season in 2014, the 40 touchdown passes. Last year, 4,500 yards, 39 touchdown passes. But the body of work is fairly short, so... I'm giving it to him. Are we putting, are we putting Andrew Luck in the fantasy ring of honor? Sure, why not? I'm feeling Ra- generous. Round of applause. Okay. Would you put Andrew Luck in the fantasy ring Thank of you. honor? Oh. Andrew, was, you're, you're in. You're in, that buddy. Was, that was fairly tepid, actually. <laughs> like, that was, that was kind of lukewarm. I, like, I think it's the longevity. I think people get caught up in longevity. When, when the factor really should be dominance, and Luck had some dominant fantasy seasons. I mean, like... Sure, there were, some of them were cut short, though. Last year. I mean, he sounds like he's in the, the fantasy hall of very good based on our audience reaction here. So I, I, think, don't know. I think the news is still too new. I, I bet you if we ask the same question a year from now, they probably A lot of folks still hurt. A lot of folks still hurt, no doubt about it. Um, other big news out of the AFC South that came on Saturday. Lamar Miller tears his ACL. He is on injured reserve. He is done for the season. Um... I, guys, I know that Lamar Miller is not a sexy fantasy name. I've sort of referred to him as fantasy oatmeal. Like, it's, he's fine. It's good. You're not necessarily craving it, but he'll get the job done when you need him to. He's no longer in our lives, at least for 2019. That opens the door for Duke Johnson right now. And, like, and I know, Graham, a lot of folks are, are kind of rushing to get Duke Johnson. Two things. One, he is still kind of dealing with a hamstring injury that kind of kept him out for a while. Two... I just have this nagging feeling that the Texans are not going to let it ride with Duke Johnson alone. That something, whether it's a trade, a free agent signing, something is coming. That there's going to be company in that backfield. I will be surprised if the Texans roll into this season with just Duke Johnson. But that being said, this is the best opportunity he's ever had, right? I mean, he was sitting behind multiple talent backs with the Browns, and he balled out. Like, Duke Johnson, when he's been on the field, he has been a baller. He's second in yards per touch among all running backs of the last three years. He's fourth and yards gained per route run over the last three years. I'm very excited to see what Duke does. My biggest concern is actually their offensive line. I mean, this, this Texans offensive line has been one of the league's least talented groups for quite some time. Yeah, Duke is my 23rd ranked RB. Yeah, I've been and 24, he, nice. he's, he's, he's really never been a feature back at the pro level. He's only really had one significant fantasy season. And if you go back to his time with the Hurricanes in Miami of Florida, when he was a featured back, he was always hurt. So can he sustain for 14 or 16 games? I think they're going to go out and sign somebody who's cut. Maybe it's Carlos Hyde, who sort of seems to be on the roster edge there in Kansas City. Jay Ajayi is still a free agent out there. So I feel like the Texans' number two running back might not be on their roster right now, at which point we may have to shift our focus on Duke Johnson and potentially look at this Texans backfield as a potential committee. I mean, this is one where it's, it's so tenuous because I get hit up a lot about what to do about Duke Johnson, and it, it really is a, well, right now sort of situation, but you just feel like something is coming. So when you spend that fifth-round pick on Duke Johnson now, you may not be so excited if, you know, a Carlos Hyde or a Jay Ajayi shows up. That fifth-round running back range is a really difficult one to parse through, though, right? Like, we got Tevin Coleman in that range that goes around there. Sony Michelle goes around there. I think I feel most comfortable about Duke Johnson's role, especially in PPR. I mean, I know I've been on this show multiple times complaining about Bill O'Brien and the way he uses his running backs, but Duke Johnson is by far the best pass-catching running back he's ever played with. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I know PPR-wise, Duke Johnson is, is kind of uh, exciting a lot of folks, but uh, no, Lamar, no Lamar Miller, so if you drafted and you, you made the plunge on Lamar Miller, well, sorry about your luck. Um, from a guy who played at the U to a guy who's playing in Miami right now, Kenyon Drake 
is back at practice. Fabs, I don't, I don't even know what to say about it. Like, we've talked about Dolphins running backs, and I feel like the Kalen Balaj hype has gone through the roof. I partially blame myself for that because I've been hyping him up a little bit. So Trinian Drake is back. I saw a report today that they still expect Balaj to be the goal line back and get anywhere from one-third to one-half of the snaps, which, by the way, is a wide range, one-third to one-half. NFL coaches typically have no idea, they have no idea how to project. They, they have no idea how to project. Um, so, I mean, are we excited about Kenyon Drake? I feel like he's sort of becoming the new Lamar Miller now. So how many people out there had Kenyon Drake last season on their fantasy team? No, not Crickets. one person. Uh, not one. Literally, oh, one. literally one guy. Oh, wait, there's one. Oh, we got, one. Oh, we got two. Now, now, did he drive you nuts all season long? He traded, traded him halfway, halfway through. through. So Kenyon Drake's got a stink on him that he can't be a featured back at the pro level, right? And last year, when that 100-year-old guy, Frank Gore, was playing with him, they basically split touches down the middle. I think that's going to happen again with Balazs. Maybe he's the early down guy and the goal line guy, and Drake plays the James White role because Chad O'Shea is now the OC, comes from New England. Drake's not somebody that I trust. I don't trust the Drake. I don't love the Drake. I say he's a flex starter at best, but in PPR leagues... I still have the Drake ranked ahead of Balazs. What do we say, Marcus? What's that? No, never Dolphins? Well, the other thing. Friends don't let friends draft Kenyon Drake. Uh, man, like, at this point, I feel like both the Dolphins running backs have gotten so overvalued, right? Like, I loved Kalen Balazs when he was a 13th or 14th round dart throw, right? Fabs and I had a high five sash when, we, when Kalen Balazs was, like, starting to scream Ooh, up. Right. Now, all of a sudden, he's like a ninth round pick, right? And, like... For all the excitement about Kalen Balaj, for all the hype over Kenyon Drake going in with like the sixth round right now, right? Gross. We're forgetting that the Dolphins are going to be a bad team. They're going to be a bad football team. They are not going to score a lot of points. That means pass catching opportunities for Drake. I mean, hopefully, hopefully, um, you know, if, if they're provided they're not trying to throw the ball downfield to the likes of Kenny Stills or Albert Wilson or I, somebody like that. I think I think the Drake Balaj thing comes down to like who you're drafting, like who you're draft who you're leaving your draft without, right? Like, there's some great receivers going in the 7th, 8th, ninth round range that you would be foregoing by taking one of these two guys that might not even end up being fantasy starters in your lineup. New England news. Patriots just activated Josh Gordon from the NFI list, and fantasy Twitter once again is a buzz because, as I say, when Josh Gordon's name comes up, the response is absolutely Pavlovian when it comes to fantasy Twitter. Um... All I can think about with the Patriots wide receivers, guys, is that there is, there is opportunity there, right? We know Julian Edelman has his role, but beyond that, I mean, King, uh, uh, Nikhil Harry has not produced the way they hoped he would. You need to get more excited about Josh Gordon. Look, man, I've had my heart broken too many times. I can't do this again. Well, what what about the, uh, the law firm of Jacoby and Myers? I mean, great. Him, Salino Barnes, uh, all of them. Like, just draft I, them all. It's fun. I like Gordon. I mean, like, I'm not expecting 2013... But, but la like last year, he was averaging right around 12 points per game. I'll take that. I have him ranked as a wide receiver three. I'll take him there. I like him more than T.Y. Hilton, to be honest. The one issue is Josh Gordon is what's always been the issue. How many games is he going to play? Is he going to fall back into that, that vicious cycle where he has some personal issues? That, to me, is the issue. It's not the talent. It's not the quarterback throwing him the football. It's not the potential opportunities. I'll say this. I would much rather have Josh Gordon in the sixth or seventh round than Kenyon Drake. I mean, th no, Josh Gordon I, I, saw I, I, 68 I, targets last year, posted a career high in catch rate and yards per target with basically no offseason working with Tom Brady. He's I don't, a freak still. I don't He's disagree. Still, I don't on. disagree with your Kenyon Drake take, right? The problem is 
he's not coming off the board in the sixth or seventh round. Like, you've got to reach in the fourth or fifth right now to get Josh Gordon. Sure. And I don't know that I want to take that risk that's, for a guy that's who way may too high. not be there for, you know, half the season potentially. I don't way know. Way too high. Uh, all right, Josh. I, I, I get all worked up whenever we talk about Josh Gordon. I know. I'm all sweating now. Whatever. Uh, Sterling Shepard is reportedly good to go for week one. I guess that's good news, Fabs. I mean, because they don't really have any receivers. Yeah. Eddie, you guys have, you don't have any receivers right now. Well, when you have Evan Ingram and Saquon, I mean, it doesn't matter who's throwing. Elijah or Danny <laughs> Dimes, you're going to be fine. But, Your buddy Daniel Jones, pal. Yeah, but it's Sterling Shepard week one. I mean, Fabs, I want to say, Big Blue's coming. Big Blue's coming. Oh, would you stop it? <laughs> I, listen, I'm a Cowboys fan. Most people know that. Go ahead and boo if you want. I know. Wait, Van Der Esch is over here. I saw, yeah, buddy. Oh, no. Go oh, Cowboys. No. That's oh, right. Go. I got oh. one guy with me, right? So Shepard, Shepard, I think, could end up being a pretty good value because the targets are going to be there. But the guy to get from that roster, not named Saquon Barkley, is Evan Ingram. Sam, where are you if you're still here? Yo, Evan Ingram, to me, could be a top five tight end easily. Last year, with OBJ out, Ingram was averaging 16 fantasy points per game. And by the way, Evan is playing in my NFL Celebrity League. It's the first time I've had an active player playing in a fantasy league and i can't wait to see our draft is next week and i want to see if evan drafts himself in the first round and if he doesn't where he drafts himself because i want to draft evan and then i want to play him and i want to beat him with evan on that roster i actually uh, remember hearing chris cooley tell the story that he played fantasy and he yes he basically beat his own fantasy team because he scored three, three touchdowns, touchdowns against the cowboys yeah. And ended up losing a fantasy matchup because the other team had him. Had him. Do, you, do so. you think other like coaches get mad if their players play fantasy? I don't know. I feel like that's a thing that's you probably like don't team rule I feel like it's a thing you don't talk about a lot yeah. in the locker room. Yeah. You know what we should ask? We should actually ask our pal MJD. I was just gonna say, drafting yourself first. Did, it, did anybody ever have Maurice, Maurice Jones Drew. Drew on their fantasy teams? Anybody? All right. All right we I got mean, one. yeah. We, we have like three uh, people who play yeah, fantasy MJ, football. MJD, you see, I mean, he was a guy who would draft but himself in the actually, first round. He would have actually been worth it in that point. That's true. That's very true. Uh, last little bit of news. Washington has named their starting quarterback. It is Case Keenum. Does anyone get excited about that? All right. Um, all right. So that pretty much answers that question. No one is excited uh, about yeah. Case Keenum. I so. just want to see Dwayne Haskins. Like, what, Me too. What's the point? I mean, we know what Case Keenum is at this point, right? I mean, come on. I mean, that's kind of how I feel about it too. Like, I don't know why the why they're 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 not going to go with uh, with Dwayne Haskins, but hey, whatever, man. It's not. Uh... Look at the team he plays for, Marcus. That's why. I mean, look, I look, I don't know. That's on them. So uh, there you go. That is pretty much everything you need to know. <laughs> That was the news. All right. Now that we are pretty much through, what, the three weeks of the preseason, most people, if you haven't drafted already, you are drafting very soon. So I figured we'd take this time to play Who'd You Rather, right? We will, I'll, I'll pair up a couple of guys. I'll get these guys' take on who they would rather have on their team. And then uh, you know, we'll throw it out to you guys as well in the audience and get your take on which one of these guys you would rather draft. So uh, the first few ones I, I did had to do because of the Andrew Luck news. Uh, kind of threw some names out here that, that would have some impact there. So, who would you rather, guys? Marlon Mack or Mark Ingram? I'm going Marlon Mack. What do you guys think? Marlon Mack or Mark Ingram? I hear a lot of Mack. I hear a lot of Mack. We'll do this in a more semi-scientific way in a second. I, I'm with this guy in the front with Mark Ingram here. 
Mark Ingram is my most drafted player this year, guys. I'm all in. I'm absolutely wow. all in on Mark Ingram. All right. The fourth, fifth round. I, I dig him too, but I, I just think Mac See, has a bit of a higher ceiling, even with Brissett under center. I don't center. know, man. I, that, taking Justice Hill field, scares me a little bit. He's pretty good. Taking Locke off the field, in theory, will limit their scoring opportunities. And Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram backfield with the second easiest schedule I like of Ingram. run defenses. Yeah, I'm, I'm going youth. Ooh. All right. Uh, okay, so now I'll put out to the... So by, by round of applause, Marlon Mack. Who would, who would prefer Marlon Mack? All right, now Mark Ingram. That's pretty even. I think it actually might be in favor I think of Ingram got it. Ingram I got think, it. I think, I think, Ingram, I think, I think Ingram. Ingram gets the edge there, but it's close. The it's people close. People are right. All right, all right. Um, okay, so again, more, more Andrew Luck fallout. T.Y. Hilton or Josh Gordon? Well, I guess we kind of know, right? T.Y. Hilton or Josh Gordon? I think I know where Fabs is going. I think I know where Graham's going, right? I'm going Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. T.Y. You're going T.Y. over Josh. T.Y. Yeah. Wow. I'm going Josh. Yeah. All right. So we're somewhere split up here. All right. So, so all right. Round of applause. Who, who's on the T.Y. Hilton side here? Who, Ricky Hollywood is on the T.Y. side because she drafted him in League One, by the way. Right that, that's desperation. So that's more, that's more confirmation bias. Uh, Josh Gordon. Who's on the Josh Gordon side? <laughs> woo! That's right. It's Josh. Well, you just added your own woo and no, then no, called I it Josh not. Gordon. No, no, like, no, 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 no. That's not how that works. I'm just part of the crowd you now. Can't ask your, you can't add sound effects. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jacoby Myers. Huh? <laughs> Jacoby Myers or Josh Gordon? Like, I don't know. Spicy. Spicy indeed. Uh, all right, so non-Colts division. Actually, let's go. Let's go now that the sort of uh, Lamar Miller division, right? Duke Johnson or Sony Michelle? Well, PPR is the new standard. Sure. I know you hate it. Whatever. I'm going, sure. We'll go with it. I'm, go, I'm going with Duke Johnson as we stand right now. That could change depending on what Houston does with that backfield. Okay, but right now, as we record this right now, Duke Johnson or Sony Michelle? See, this is where context matters, Marcus. Context <laughs> matters. Duke Johnson, PPR, Sony Michelle, and standard. It could uh, be both. All right, so true. PPR. Okay, PPR, Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson. All right. No. Sorry so, to be a jerk. Duke, jo the crowd, Duke Johnson or Sony? Who, who's on the Duke Johnson side? Wow. Wow. I can hear should a pin I drop in here. Wow, crickets. So should I even say, do I even have to say Sony Michelle? I mean, all right. That was easy enough. Um, all right, so let's step outside here. Uh, Stefan Diggs or Amari Cooper? Come on, you can't ask me that. Yes, I, I can. I I'm just a, did. I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm going Amari Cooper, but okay, it is with, close. With your head and not your I'm heart. I'm going Amari Cooper. All right. I, I st I'm with Fabs on Amari because the target potential is so much higher than with the most are we likely run heavy Vikings. Do we really believe that the Vikings are going to start being more run heavy? Like, is this? Because I know, try, I know they've talked about that it. Is the key. They're going to try. I, it's hard to go completely run heavy when you have Adam Thielen and Diggs. All right. So, uh, but uh, listen, they're so close. But I, I, Cooper's just got the slight edge. All right. That sounds like kind of an. Uh, I mean, is everybody consensus Amari Cooper? Van Der Esch, Van Der Esch. Come we, on, we, Cooper. Right? We, are there any Stefan? Yeah. Are there any Stefan Diggs stands in the crowd? Anybody stand? All right, so apparently not. All right. Um, okay, then. That guy uh, over there likes Stephon Diggs. Speaking of the Vikings and trying to run the football more, Dalvin Cook or Todd Gurley? Oh, see, Graham, wait, Graham, wait, 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 Graham wait, thought he had an answer wait, wait, and wait, wait, thought wait, about wait, it again. Wait, wait, we're, we're in Los Angeles, and Gurley's got to be the consensus, right? 
It's got to be girly. I don't know, man. I, I don't I think it's that cooked, easy. I have Cook higher in my ranks. But at the same time, I mean, they both have the same amount of risk at the, right. at the pick, basically. I don't know, man. I, honestly, I think Gurley's knee is fine. I think the Rams are going to sustain him. He's not going to be on the field as much, but that means that he's not going to be on the field right. in blocking situations. They're going to put Daryl Henderson in there. They'll bring in Malcolm Brown. Every time they get near the goal line, Todd Gurley's going to get the football. He's in an explosive offense. As long as the Rams are careful with him. Remember last year, Brown was hurt. They had nobody else before they brought in CJ, and at that point, Gurley was already baked. He was done. Right, but that's the thing. They do have guys this year. They, they brought back Malcolm Brown on that tender sheet. They, they which, moved up to get Darrell Which Henry could be a good thing to keep Gurley fresh throughout the course of the season. Right, but if you're taking a running back in the late second round, you want a workhorse, and Dalvin Cook can be that workhorse. Oh, no, dude, I love Dalvin, just not as much as Gurley. And I mean, Dalvin, I mean, the, his first two years, I mean, he's barely played. He's always been hurt. We're, you have to buy Gurley on the hope that he's super efficient on his touches, and now that he's probably going to lose maybe 30% of his workload, that can't happen in that offense. Todd Gurley, is, he really is the international man of mystery because we, we won't know a thing about him until we get to week one. Like, at least with Dalvin. And Dalvin Cook, we didn't see much of, but he has, two he has two touches for 88 yards. I mean, now, mind you, one of them was an 85-yard touchdown run, but who's counting? Um... At least we know something about Dalvin Cook. We know nothing about Todd Gurley right now. So, all right, so I put this out. Dalvin Cook, who's, who's in on Dalvin Cook this year? I mean, I got some visible head shaking, yeah, man. Yeah. We got Wes in the Chris, back. Chris Wessling, who's, Chris who, who's opinion I respect greatly, is about Dalvin Cook. All right, so then who's on the Todd Gurley side? Dude, my, we're, we're in now, Los Angeles. My, now, my Chris Wessling's former, former Roto-Worlder, Chris Wessling. He, he right. actually knows what he's talking about here. But now, like, his, his lovely wife, Lakeisha, who's, who's a huge Rams fan, is all in on the Todd Gurley side. So uh, there, may be, there may be strife in the Westling home tonight over this, I, and I apologize if I set that up. That's my fault. Um, all right, so last couple. Uh, let's see. Delaney Walker, David Njoku, just because we got to throw some tight ends here. Does, it's boring, but Delaney Walker? I, uh, I mean, I know it's not exciting. Njoku has such a higher ceiling, but Walker, I think, has probably the better week one floor for starting purposes. I, they are like back-to-back -back in my rankings right now. I have Njoku one spot higher than Walker, but they're, they're very interchangeable, the two of them. I mean, them at the same spot, 9 and 10, right? Yeah. Yep. This is sort of like eating vegetables. Does anybody have a strong opinion out there about Delaney Walker versus David Njoku? Yeah, it's a big fat no. All, All right, right, let's well, move on. Uh, last couple here. All right, so this one I think is going to be spicy. Darius Geis or Melvin Gordon? <laughs> I love it when I can stump Graham, right? Like when no, he gets to stump. I, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking if I'm on the clock right now with actual money on the line, I definitely think I'd take Melvin Gordon still, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah, I have Gordon ranked higher, but I'm telling you, Darius Geis, watch out for Darius, man. I mean, I think he's feeling good. I think there are good days coming for Darius Geis. I just don't think it's this year. I just don't. I think I think there's there's too many there are too many things working against him right now in Washington to kind of make it good. I, I think for me, at the point where I would have to draft Melvin Gordon, and right now, what fourth round? I'll take the risk on him there rather than take Darius in He's six or seven. To slip into the fifth round. No one knows what to do. Even with him. there, me, I have no idea what to do. With nobody him. does. Well, and that's the thing is, what do you do with Melvin Gordon? Because this thing's going to go into the regular season. I think we all sort of predicted that, but now it's a question of how long into the regular season. What do you do? Because we never found a good answer for what to do about Le'Veon Bell last year. So, like, there's no, there's no, we don't have an idea. Even though we have a precedent, we don't have an idea of how to handle it because we all handled it poorly last year. 
Well, no one knew what he was going to do. We, no one knew, in fairness to us, that he was going to hold out for right. a year. Well, we didn't. Uh, we also sort of were dealing with a situation where last year we thought, hey, he's got to come back by, what, week nine? And then I remember we had a Didi Kinkabwala on the show right around week seven or eight. And she's like, hey, by the way, he doesn't have to come back week nine. And there was a whole big, oh, crap. Gordon's case is a little bit different, though, because he's playing under that fifth-year option. He will have to come, boy, come back at some point this season. Or he screws up his free agent status for the following season. Correct. All right, so I'm going to put this out to the crowd now. All right, so Darius Geis. Who's, who's in on Darius Geis? It's another L.A. Yikes. running back. Of course Yikes. they're going to go with the L.A. running back. Yikes. Melvin Gordon. Who's in on Melvin Gordon? All right. All right. All right, cool. Uh, all right, so my that, that, That's called the home field advantage. Uh, I mean, I guess, or it's just Washington has a bad football team and nobody wants to draft players from them. Um, all right, so last one. And I, I put this one in here, Fabs, because I just, I want to see, I want to see your brain itch a little bit. Um, Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson? Because I, I love both of them. I know you do. That's why but I put I'm this in here. With, I wanted I'm to, going with Kyler Murray. I... I got, I got a very unhealthy fantasy man crush on this kid. I think he's going to have a great season. At worst, he'll be 11-12 at the position, and I think he could end up being a top-10 quarterback this season. Oh, man, you got to give me Lamar here. Lamar See, here and, and, for sure. And, and I also know how much, how much Graham loves Lamar, so yeah. I figured like, I could start a fist fight maybe in the middle of the yard I house. I do not want to fight anybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not fighting Viper. So I'll say this, man, like, about Kyler, because like, I, I, I've been – I have been unabashed in my love for Christian Kirk, for David Johnson, uh, sort of trying to get on board. I know the Cardinals haven't shown much, right? I know they have been purposely vanilla so far through the first three weeks of the preseason. But I will say the last two weeks, they have been blitzed a lot by opposing defenses, and it has not looked great. Does that, does that worry you at all, Fabs? Nope. All right. Good enough. I mean, he will have to scramble more. We've got, I mean, that's, that is actual thing. <laughs> it's all I mean, about running for him, Josh man. Allen, Josh Allen was the QB1 of the last six weeks because he scrambled, like, on 20% because, of Because he was the Buffalo Bills' best running back? He was. Yeah, he absolutely was. All right, so now, okay, so now that we've, these two guys have duked it out, Lamar, or, uh, Kyler Murray, who's, uh, who's big on Kyler Murray? Yeah. All right, that was sort of lukewarm. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Wow, so L. Jax. we got some Ravens fans here tonight. All right. All right. That's what it is. Yeah. We got Ravens homers in the house. Yeah, that what it, is? it sounds like it. Mark Ingram and now Jackson. Yeah. All right. All right. So there you go. So there's, there is Who'd You Rather. So thank, thank you all for jumping in on that. We appreciate it. Um, so now wait, we, so we have promoted this a little bit. We are putting together a listener fantasy league that we're going to draft hopefully, well, sometime soon because the season starts. Yeah. Well, once we figure out who's in it, then we're going to set up the draft day. But basically, it's going to be myself, Marcus, Graham. Mr. Edward Murphy, and last year's winner. And so we're going to be giving out five spots in this league. You guys are going to have a chance to answer trivia questions correctly and then kick our asses in a fantasy league because that's what everyone seems like they want to do. All right, so Alex Trebek, I will hand this over to you because you put together some trivia questions for this thing. I did. And I will will let you take uh, take control here and do this. I'm going to get some water. Just yell out the answer, guys. I'm going to give out a question. You guys yell out the answer. First person who gets it, you get a spot in our league. Graham has got a new nickname, and it's Viper. It's after the character from Top Gun. What actor played Viper? Tom Skerritt. Who said it? Chris Wesley. Wes. Can we give it to Wes? 
Yeah, I guess we can. Wait a minute. I thought you were going to be in fantasy football. Are you no, gonna, you're in. You're in. <laughs> are you in or are you going to give away your golden ticket now? Are you in? You are All in. All right, so, so, so Chris Wessling, if you, want, if, you, if you want to be nice to Chris Wessling, you might get a spot in our league. You want to pick somebody or you want to take the spot? Uh, All right, so Chris will pick someone. Van Der Esch is Leighton in! Van Der Esch. Yeah. Leighton Van Der Esch is now yes. in our league. I love it. All right, we should probably get his actual name so people listening don't think that Leighton Van Der Esch is actually playing in our fantasy league. <laughs> You're ready for question number two. All right. Which volatile, high-profile NFL wide receiver blocked me on Twitter recently? Uh, my, my T-shirt might be a My T-shirt's a clue. Who said, it? Who said Antonio Brown? You're in. Gentleman in the back. Antonio Brown. You, you are it. in. You got it. You got it, man. You're in the league. All right, next question. I like this one. Okay. Which former New York Jets quarterback looks like this guy? That would be me for, for anybody. Geno Smith. There you go. <laughs> Do you want to play in our fantasy league? You are in. He's in. All right. Very that was back when I, but that was more, that was more like when I had no hair. You know what? Everybody's doing pretty good, actually, at this. That's kind of when I had no hair that I looked more like Wait, Gino. when he had no hair, he looked exactly like Geno Smith. I, I mean, still in the face. You got the Geno thing going on. I try to keep a low profile in New York. All right, here you go. Our faithful producer, Eddie Murphy, shares the name with a famous comedian who you guys have probably all heard of. Wait, who? No. Eddie Murphy. Uh, That's no, not, not the not, answer. I'm not, I'm not familiar. All right. In what movie... Did Eddie Murphy, not our producer, portray a private detective who follows a parakeet and battles a demon named Munspa? The Golden Child. Oh. Yes. I, 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 you are I in. I want the knife. I love it. I want the knife. Okay. Please. Last question. This is for the last spot, okay, guys? Which Seattle rock band, this table cannot answer, am I going on tour with this weekend? Allison Chains, yes. It wasn't wow. Yes. So we've got our five winners. Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah, I don't, I don't Allison think Nirvana's Chains. touring anymore. Yeah, yeah they're, they're lead singers on our I don't think they're anymore. touring anymore. Uh, hey. There you go. So if you guys answered correctly... Come up here I to Eddie. Eddie. I think Eddie is uh, collecting we information. Gotta yeah, we got to get your names. We got to get your email addresses, and then we will send you guys invites. So that's uh, that's kind of what we got for you guys. I mean, at this point, we want to open it up to, to questions. Anybody, you know, anybody have questions about their drafts, their fantasy teams? Uh, raise your hand. Ryan here will uh, will pass the mic, and right. uh, yeah, we'll just do some Q and A for a little bit before we wrap this Andrew up. Andrew Luck back here has a question. Andrew Luck's got a question. How you doing, guys? Don't What's draft up, yourself. Yeah. Why did no. you decide to shave? We missed the neck beard. Yeah. <laughs> it's because uh, of injury. I had to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> all right. So my question is, I've been going back on Nick Chubb and Dalvin Cook a lot. Uh, I think Dalvin Cook has an easier uh, strength of schedule. But Nick Chubb, what fears me with him is his lack of pass, or pass catching. Um, I like them both. They both have pretty good offenses. What do you guys feel on this? Well, I think I don't think you have to worry about the pass catching for Nick Chubb because now that Duke Johnson is gone, I think that opens up a lot more targets for him in that offense. Um, 
I think I like Nick Chubb a little bit better. I think he's yeah. a guy that, you know, in 12-team leagues, I can even make a case at the very back end of the first round right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, Nick Chubb last year, once he took over, he saw like 80% of the Browns' carries inside of the 10-yard line. Who's going to take those carries this year? Anybody? No. Brown's offense is going to be a top five scoring offense, and I want the starting running back attached to that offense, and I want Nick Chubb in all my teams. All right. He asked if Kareem Hunt scares me at all, and I, I, I kind of came up with the same canned response that, like, Nick Chubb is a stone cold, like, he's stone cold awesome. And when Kareem Hunt comes back onto the field, I don't think that Kareem Hunt's going to just walk in there and take Nick Chubb's job away. Now, sure, he could take 30, 35% of the touches away, but still, at that point, Chubb is still a worthy RB, too. Yeah. There you go. Uh, All right, who's next? Hey, guys, over here. Okay. So I have to decide on my keeper pretty much uh, at midnight tonight. So okay. Wow, I mean, we're right up against it here. I know. So my choices are Gurley, Mixon, or Odell Beckham Jr. Now, do you lose a round? Yeah, so that's my first-round pick. So, so Gur whoever you keep, you're out of first-round pick. Yep. So it's Gurley, Odell Beckham Jr., or? Mixon. Mixon. I, think I, I think I might go Gurley in that group. Um, Gurley, Mixon, or Odell as a, as a keeper? It won't be Odell. I would go Beckham. Really? really? Yeah. Over the running back? Yes. How many I is want it, difference uh, makers? Can you can you, you think Gurley's a difference maker? Can you anymore? keep <laughs> these players for a certain amount of years, or do you? No, I can keep them for for three total. So you can keep them for three years? If I draft them, yeah, three years total. So if you keep Mixon, you keep them three years? I can drop them if I want. I don't have to, but I can. I like Mixon. Wow, so we, we were absolutely no help at all because we all named three different people. Yeah, I like Mixon there. You're welcome. Right. <laughs> Youth, right behind us? Yeah, back here. All right, here we go. Uh, first of all, I want to say um, you ranking Jacoby Brissett at 28th, I feel like that's super low. I think it's going to end up top 15 this year. Uh, Whoa, I think, I think people are under. I, I am a Colts fan, I will say, but I think... Ah, uh, there we go. I will think, I do think people are undervaluing the Colts players. Uh, T.Y. Hilton was still a close to 1,000-yard uh, receiver when Brissett was a one week uh, higher. They just signed him a week before he started playing. They had one of the worst O lines in the, uh, in the league, and I, I still think people. I, I think they're going to win the division. I'll tell you year. that I'm, I'm optimistic about Jacoby Brissett this year. I am so. too because I would take him like if if you're in a two QB league. I love Jacoby Brissett in that yes. type of format because he's got the I rushing upside too. Yeah, sorry. So the question is. Um, yeah. Uh, so I feel like Kansas City usually has gold mine in the backfield. Uh, with Carlo Hyde probably being cut this year, do you guys think there's any uh, potential breakout for Darwin Thompson? I think there is. My, my only concern is that Andy Reid has tended to be a one running back guy. Um, and so that would, that would lend itself to, to Damian Williams. But Damian Williams has not had a history of being the guy who can sort of carry an offense. So I think... I think Darwin, I guess that's a long way of saying Darwin Thompson is worth drafting sort of in the late rounds and kind of stashing just to see if something happens. Yeah. Um, you know, and if, if nothing does, you haven't really invested a whole lot out of your draft, so it's not really a big loss. So, so we have some swag, right? Should we do like a couple of trivia questions for swag? Well, no, I think, uh, I think Eddie's handing out swag. Are you handing let's it not, out? Let's not bust up Eddie's yeah. flow here. Eddie, Eddie seems to have a rhythm, so I don't want to bust that up. All right. Ryan's got somebody here. Uh, all right, we got another question. Okay, go ahead. Hi, hi guys. Hi, guys. Uh, would you rather start Andrew Luck in all of your leagues every week of the year this year or not see Star Wars for an, an entire year, the new one, until after it's released? Whoa. I'll start Andrew Luck. Yeah. You're starting. Look, man. Look, I, Take I, that I, zero. Look, man. I watched the Rise of Skywalker trailer like five times Dude, this morning. Did you so see you got that? The like, I've seen the Mandalorian trailer. I mean, look. I got yeah. look. I got I got Han Solo and oh, Carbonite wow. on one leg. I got Boba right, Fett. I got I Boba it. Fett on the other You're leg. 
Yeah, we're, we're starting Andrew Luck, bro. Taking the zero. All right. That's a tough one, man. Yeah, but I'm probably starting Andrew Luck, too. Marcus's sock game is unparalleled. It's just unparalleled. Those are epic. Any uh, other questions? Any more questions? We got one over here. Okay. Oh, uh, yeah, right. We got one over here. By the way, thanks again, guys, for coming out tonight, man. It's been, it's been so yeah, fun. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys hanging out. All right. Hey, boys. Um, Going up before. What's up? All right. Assuming Zeke does not sign his deal before the season starts, who would you take at the four spot of your draft in like a 10 team league? Uh, I have been big on David Johnson in the last few weeks. Uh, and this was even thinking that Zeke might, because I still believe Zeke's going to come back soon. I don't think this thing's going to go too long. Um, I was starting to buy into David Johnson. I know like, I got a little bit nervous about the Cardinals offense, but I think even if they're bad, DJ's going to get the ball a lot. I'm with Marcus, too. Like, the, good, the good thing is, is if, you do, if you are picking fourth and you don't feel comfortable taking Zeke, you have two great options there. You can take DJ or you can take DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you're, not out of, you're definitely not no out of No love for Le'Veon Bell, huh? I, None. I, I've not taken much Le'Veon you know Bell what? this year. I low-key think Sam Darnold's going to have a pretty good fantasy season. I do, too. I think he is. Like I think I, I do too. I think people are sleeping on Sam Darnold. I mean, you know, my taking off my cardinal and gold glasses. I still think he's going to have a, a really good season this year. Yeah, USC guy, but I agree. Yeah, there you go. Hey, it's Chris Westling. Hey, I got a question for you guys as like leading fantasy thinkers. Okay. Fantasy sports were invented to simulate as closely as possible the actual sport and running a team. Over the past, I'd say, 15 years, quarterbacks have become extremely devalued in fantasy, yet they remain icons in pop culture and the most important position on the field in American pro sports. Is there a movement afoot to find out a way to make quarterbacks more appealing in fantasy football? I feel like you've been reading my Twitter feed. <laughs> like, I, I completely agree. Um, I think, you know, and I said this a couple of weeks ago, when the, before Landry Luck retired, when it was looking like he might miss games, the general fantasy reaction to that was like, oh, well, don't draft him. There's plenty of quarterbacks out there. And I'm like, we're taking an elite player out of the mix at the most important position in the game, and nobody thinks it's a big deal. It doesn't even matter. This means quarterback scoring has kind of jumped the shark at this point, right? And, like, and, I, and I'll take that even a step further, is that I think the way we have gone especially when you talk about 10-team leagues and even in 12-team leagues, right, where a lot of people will stream quarterbacks, will stream tight ends, kickers, defense, all that stuff. We have almost boiled it down to who is the best at drafting running backs and wide receivers. And, like, I think, I think at some point we've got to rethink fantasy scoring as a whole to kind, of, to kind of add some more. Look, I keep going back to the fact that if we all think Patrick Mahomes is really great, it shouldn't be a strategic disadvantage to draft Patrick Mahomes in the third round. There should be, there should be a win for you. Like, you, sh you shouldn't draft Patrick Mahomes in the third round and have your whole league go, what? Like, that just shouldn't be. And, so, and, yeah. and if you're not into altering scoring, you can alter your starting lineup, right? You can play in a 2QB league. You can play in a super flex league where quarterbacks are going to go much higher than in traditional drafts. Marcus, I, Marcus had some really cool ideas on the show last week about, like, how – Maybe you can get creative with the way you count yeah. quarterback scoring in your league. You know, you don't always have to use this typical 25, you know, 25, right. one point per 25 yards, four points for a touchdown. Yeah, Play I mean, I think there's a way to do this where, one, and I know people, people have hit me with the 2QB league. I think, that, I think that what that does is doesn't necessarily create value at the quarterback position. It just creates scarcity, which I think is sort of a different argument. 
Um, but I think in terms of scoring, you can take it, maybe we make it so that it's one point for every 35 passing yards or 50 passing yards. I think we also need to make turnovers more punitive. Um, if you're going to give, you know, let's say you give six points for a passing touchdown, which is fine. You have to make it negative four for interception, I think right? Maybe, maybe your best idea, though, that you're not touching on here is, like, you had a great call. Why don't we have a league system where you get points for multiple passing scores? Yeah. So you get a bonus so you have escalators. passing scores. That's an absolutely a skill. Patrick right. Holmes, Phillip Rivers, some guys, I mean, they're throwing two or more scores in every single game. I love that idea. Yeah, so, I mean, you have escalators. If you throw, you know, more than two touchdowns, then they start to count more. If you throw more than two interceptions, they start to count more as well. Well... I mean, look, we had a, what, a, couple Sorry, of, Winston. a couple of years ago, what, Blake Bortles was a top 10 quarterback, but he still threw like 20 interceptions, like because they just didn't hurt quite as much. So uh, I do. I think there's a way to kind of fix this because I, I think I think we should add quarterback back into the game again and kind of make it strategic to have to draft him. All right, guys, we over got here, we more? Got another one. Um, I'm, I'm looking for like deep, deep late round value. I want to know what the impact of Justice Hill will have this year, and how would he compare against the other rookie running backs this year? So I have him in that category of, like, you know, Devin Singletary, uh, Alexander Madison, Darwin Thompson, and that, that mix. I think, I think if Ingram goes down with some sort of injury, Justice Hill could be a league winner. But unless that happens, he won't be any better than a committee back because I really do feel like Mark Ingram is going to be featured there in Baltimore. I will say this. I mean, I like Justice Hill. I do like him in the late rounds. I will say that even as a committee back on that team, it's not the worst thing in the world because they're going to run the football so much. I was going to say the same thing. It's like the Ravens are going to probably run the ball over 35 times per game. And if Justice Hill gets his 8 to 12 touches, that's a decent enough That's a decent enough amount of work for him to be a PPR flex play. Poor it's Gus Edwards. By the way, the gentleman sitting next to you, is that a Sebastian Janikowski jersey? Wow. Oh, nice. Sebas oh, yeah. in the house. Love it. Wow, man. We got it. It's like the retired right, players section over there. Andrew Luck and Sebastian Janikowski. All right, guys. Last question. Last Coming question. From back here. Here. Hey, I know this guy. He's a Yankee fan. He's a good man. I am. <laughs> oh, what? Boom. <laughs> is that you, Mark? All right. Non-PPR league. Uh, my RB1 is Saquon as a keeper. We get a second keeper. I'm between Chris Carson and Mac. Non-PPR. Chris Carson Chris for me. Chris Carson, man. Chris Carson for me. Uh, he's moving up my rankings, I'm dude. I'm sort of the Colts fan behind us, yeah. but yeah, Chris Carson. I believe in that <laughs> offense just a little bit more still. I, look, I yeah. like Marlon Mack a lot, but I like Chris Carson a lot more. And I, I think the hype, the hype has hit its crescendo recently, um, especially when they said he's going to catch the football more this year. So Yeah, I'm all in on Chris Carson. RB2, he's in. going in the third round now. There you go. Hey, we appreciate all the questions. We hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Was this at least fun? You guys have fun or what? Thank you so much for coming out. Thank you to the Yard House for hosting us. We appreciate it. Uh, hopefully we can do some more of these at some point. I don't know. Maybe we do. One, I don't know if we'll do one midseason, but maybe postseason. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But uh, thanks you all. Thanks again for listening. Uh, we appreciate it for all you out there who are downloading it. We appreciate it for downloading it. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, if you're too open-minded, your brains might fall out. We'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for coming. Thank you, guys. Thank you.
you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless.